The uh, journey has been ratcheting up a little bit. Jesus has set out towards Jerusalem. We've heard stories about those who've tried to follow him, but they've kind of been almost rebuked in their need to think through the cost of this commitment. Just at the outset of chapter 17, where we are today, Jesus said, uh, don't make people stumble. The modeling of faith that we might cause somebody to stumble is, must be weighing heavy on the disciples. And then they're told they need to forgive people that um, not just once but seven times speak that into some of the situations we find ourselves or even we as a country find ourselves. And you can understand why the disciples say increase our faith. This is a big deal they've got involved in and the shadow of the cross hangs more and more over them the closer they get to Jerusalem. Not that they have a full understanding of that at this point. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. We're really not up to this. We need our faith increased. And then Jesus replies, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. It's probably not the most helpful 10-10 approach to mulberry bushes to be replanted in the middle of the sea. Maybe there's another angle because you kind of feel that Jesus is at them again. But maybe there is another angle. Maybe Rose is on to something when she blew up her balloon that she left me um, uh, as an illustration. Maybe we come to church because we want this balloon to not only blow up but maybe even have sparkles on it. We want a faith that is recognized or is um, just so strong that we're going to deal with everything and there's nothing going to get in the way and we're going to be, we want this faith that is invincible. And maybe, maybe, maybe one as small as a mustard seed could do crazy things with mulberry bushes. And maybe, maybe, maybe the faith right there in the pews of Fitzroy right now are more than able, are more than able, which for a tragic moment or an exciting moment, take it as you will, took me back to First Antrim when we did Salty Singing Songbook, and I was the songbook. Imagine, if you will, a wooden blue box all around me and my little head sticking out, painted like a book. And there was a character in it because they were going camping. There was a character in it who was a little firefly who had a damaged wing. And in the middle of singing, the salty singing songbook, going camping now, I nearly broke into song there. This little firefly's told that he's a disabled firefly because he's got a damaged wing. And he says, oh no, I'm more than able. I'm more than able. And I wonder how many little damaged fireflies there are and Fitzroy this morning. Genuinely damaged. Because the firefly was genuinely damaged. But actually maybe you're realising. Or you're not realising. That you're more than able. That you're more than able. And when I got up at ten past twelve. I wanted to cut the sermon down. And that story wasn't even in the sermon. So we're in real trouble. Increase our faith. But if your faith is as small as a mustard seed or a balloon that's not blown up, you can tell this mulberry bush, get on with it. Get on with it. 
I was reading the commentators again and some weren't sure about how you once said in the light, in this light, the mustard seed. And modest discipleship may be just what we need. Modest discipleship. By God's grace, which we've sung about plenty this morning, discipleship requires not unshakable confidence or spectacular accomplishments. Looks, Jesus indeed makes extraordinary demands on his disciples, yet sometimes discipleship requires ordinary and daily practices of fidelity and service. Maybe it doesn't need the big blow up that we want. Maybe in the pew this morning there's enough of a mustard seed. Eugene Peterson, and when he paraphrases, because it's not a translation, usually as expounding the way he would preach, it says, the apostles came up and said to the master, give us more faith. But the master said, you don't need more faith. There is no more or less faith. If you had a bare kernel of faith, say the size of a poppy seed, you could say to this sycamore tree, go jump on a lake, and it would. That's Peterson for you. So what's the other side of the ratcheting it up? If we remember through Luke, all those stories. Do you remember the woman who poured ointment and kissed Jesus' feet to the consternation of the Pharisees? I wonder how much faith we think she had. Your faith, whatever it was, has saved you, he said. Or what about the blind beggar who wants to see again? Again, your faith has saved you. Or the Samaritan leper that we'll come to if we read on in the chapter that Neville read for us earlier. Who comes back to thank him after he'd been healed. Your faith has saved you. Or the woman who touches just the hem. Just the hem of his robes. That's all she did. She didn't have a face to face. She didn't have interaction. She didn't pray to him. She just touched the hem and her faith saved her. Or I always go back to my favorite, that Roman centurion. He went to great lengths to get his trusted servant healed. And Jesus said, not even in Israel have I found such faith. Did these people have the theology? Did these people have the Bible studies? Did these people have the hymns? Did they have the sermons? Did they have as much as the people in Fitzroy have this morning? I don't think any of them had anywhere near the faith that we have sitting in our pews this morning And yet, incredible things were done because of who they had their faith in. Perhaps. Minuscule faith is sufficient. Discipleship is not about reward, the next part of the story of the slave. Just do it. And suddenly I was back in the... I was talking to some YouTube people this week. They were saying, how did you miss crumbs from your table in last week's preparation until Sunday morning? It was very difficult to think I could have. But as I read it again this week, I'm thinking, did Bono just lurk into chapter 17? Let me read it again. You speak in signs of wonders, but I need something other. I would believe if I was able, I'm waiting for crumbs from your table. And the song crumbs from your table by you too, people are wanting their faith increased. They want to do signs. They want to do wonders. They want to prove to people out there that they have this incredible power. And yet the person in Africa who needed the HIV drug or the person in Africa who needs the clean water or the person in Africa that needs an education, they weren't looking for signs and wonders. They were looking for just the mustard seed of faith that follows Jesus into just giving a drink, giving some food, sharing the faith perhaps. So what about us? 
What about us? I couldn't help but think of, and I, maybe, I don't think I mentioned it in the sermon, but I did a thought for the day about three or four weeks ago that was the thought for the day that you got a response from. Now, to be fair, somebody always says, are you the guy on the radio? You're sitting in a cafe and somebody says, is that voice of yours? Are you the boy on the radio in the mornings doing thought for the day? It's very kind of you to notice, but could you tell me what I said? Probably not. Um, so everybody now and again will say, I heard you on the radio or that was, but this thought seemed to, for some reason, it's the one that's got the most response over 20 years and it was about Charles who was here just a couple of weeks ago drilling water in the ground for those people in Uganda but I took it to Bruce Almighty the movie Bruce Almighty the movie is a theological dissertation and um, I've said before in Fitzroy because I've used it before in Fitzroy if you go in there's a wonderful interview with the the director of the film by a youth group a Christian youth group and they ask him all kinds of questions about the film And he gives them all kinds of amazing answers because there's an intentionality about Bruce Almighty. And every time you see it, you see something more of biblical imagery or whatever else. But I want to take you to the end. And it's not, by the way, seamless theology. It's a film, just to get that straight. Some of us, there's uh, squeamish uh, Christians who who need it all tied up. And in films and songs, actually the point of films and songs is not to tie it up, which maybe is where the clash comes. But there's this bit at the end. If you don't know Bruce Almighty, Morgan Freeman plays God, and so he should, because there's just something about that image that's better than the image I grew up with of uh, this man on a cloud with a beard. Um, And he he does the job very well. And Jim Carrey, who I don't like the movies of, and yet some of his movies have been most meaningful to me, he is fed up because everything's going wrong in his life, and so he screams out at God to the point that God, in the form of Morgan Freeman, gives Bruce the powers. So God takes a holiday and says, okay, Bruce, you're in charge. If you can do better than me, you do it. So Bruce gets into all kinds of messes trying to be God. Answering prayers was an interesting one, but if you know the film, you're smiling. If you don't know the film, you should see just what it's like when all these prayers come in all at once. And you have to work out whether you, how you deal with it. And he was typing away to try and answer some of these prayers. And that came all back. And then the basic thing in the midst of it is that Bruce is looking for Grace. And she is a woman. His girlfriend who wants to be fiancé. And don't get lost in her naming because it is Grace. And at the end, Bruce is hit by a truck. <coughs> and he arrives in heaven with Morgan. And Morgan's trying to talk to him about life and ask him to pray a prayer. And he prays a prayer that God says to him, that sounds like, that's a great prayer if you want to be Miss America. But go deeper. What do you really want to pray? And in the midst of that discussion, in the midst of what's going on in that, God says to Bruce, parting your soup is not a miracle, Bruce. It's a magic trick. A single mum who's working two jobs and still finds time to take her kid to soccer practice. That's a miracle. A teenager who says no to drugs and yes to an education. That's a miracle. People who want me to do every people want me to do everything for them, but they don't realise that they have the power. You want to see a miracle son? Be the miracle. You want to see a miracle son? Be the miracle. And that's not theologically correct if you want to cut it up and change it around and think about it in that way. But there's something coming through in the artistic nature of it that might be taking us back to where we are and increase your faith. Or maybe the size of a mustard seed's enough. Or maybe that in the pew this morning, there's enough faith within your life. I have to say, getting up on a Sunday morning and coming to a service, and forgive us, we have been far too long over the last month 
in these services, that in itself is mustard seed faith. That you would come out and sit there and sing these songs and listen to these prayers and listen to these children's talks and listen about Stephen and listen to... That is a degree of faith that you have that you're even here. And there's enough faith for the miracle. There's enough faith to love your neighbor this week. I guarantee it. And I think if you stretch that there's enough faith to love even your enemies this week, I really think there is. You could feed the poor and clothe the hungry and welcome the stranger. All those invitations that Jesus gives us to miracles, to faith working itself out as the slaves of the one who leads us and guides us and we don't want to go into the whole slave thing because there's changes in all the sociological signs about that. So this morning I'm in a dilemma because you know what I do on a Sunday morning. I come in here and I try to hype it up. You've got to be, you've got to be, we've got to be, Fitzroy's got to be, we've got to be out there more, we've got to be doing more, we've got to be, and there's a certain bit of that which is right, I think. Because we want to have a mustard seed faith not that stays like a mustard seed, but does grow every now and again. And we do want to be inspired to more of the kingdom. And we do want to be challenged about all of that. But this morning, can I just say that maybe when the disciples said, increase your faith, Jesus said to them, I watch you guys and you're being miracles. Look at the building out there. And we've a bit to go but we've paid more of that building off than we could ever have imagined three or four years ago look at that school in Uganda goodness me those kids had this awful mud hut to go to and now they're going into a school with desks and chairs and they have textbooks and they're getting an education like they've never had before look at all that work that you funded in India look at those schools and Girls that are getting a whole different view of themselves and what God, how God sees them. Look at those children in that hospital in Peter Maritzburg that have people come in to tell them stories and play with them when they were left as orphans. Look at what's going on down in Mornington. Or have you been in school in Botanic and seen what Paul does on a Wednesday morning? Have you seen the country that we live in that 20 years later is very different than it was when Father Jerry and Ken started to talk and then when politicians started to talk to them and then you in these pews supported that and allowed that to happen when many other congregations wouldn't? Miracles. 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 And I look and I see the miracles that you struggle with because some of your children are struggling or because your parents are struggling or because a family member's struggling and because you've been through it. But a faith as big as a mustard seed has just been enough to see you through when the night is holding on. You believed that God was holding on. I've watched that. I've seen that right across this congregation. And people who see faith differently just because Fitzroy as a community exists. Oh, you have the faith. And I, as your minister, thank you for the faith that I see all the time. The mustard seed faith. Yeah, you might be sitting there and saying, oh, Steve, you have no idea what I was thinking. You just... And it's not earned. But it can increase. But God loves us this morning 
wherever the little balloon is blowing down or out. Yes, he wants us to increase that faith. But you know, I think what he's saying here, what he's saying here is to increase that faith. You've got to know you have that faith and you've got to work that faith and you've got to just stumble and tumble after me. We've always said stumbling and tumbling. We've never said running or racing or as confident as get out. But this morning as I look out and we all want to increase our faith and I want to increase my faith, I think God's saying, well, we will. We will, Steve. We will, Steve. But you see what you have now? Take it back out those doors and just work it. Because if you're looking carefully this week, there could be a few sycamore trees that jump in the lake just because you have the mustard seed faith that you have now. Let's be still for a moment. Lord, I pray in the quiet that you might, as Paul said in Ephesians, just enlighten the eyes of our hearts to see what we have in you. And enlighten the eyes of our hearts to see how the faith as small as a mustard seed in our lives have got us here. When the night was holding on to us, those moments when that faith, oh, brittle and fragile and questioning and doubting and frail, actually, we find you holding on to us. I thank you for every tiny mustard seed of faith that has been sown out of this congregation. Simple little acts of kindness, of sharing, of light creeping into dark corners that has changed someone or us. And I pray, Lord, we would be those who would take that faith that is within us and begin to be obedient and committed to it so that we would see you more clearly at work and maybe like Talitha would be able to jump into your arms more because the more we jump into your arms with that faith, the more we trust that we can jump into your arms. Take us, Lord. Mustard seeds, poppy seeds of faith and show us what we can do in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.